Kia ora. Uh, welcome to Te Teko Haora. Um, can you please sign our visitor's book? If you visit your local doctors, chances are there'll be a TV channel playing on silent in the waiting room, perhaps a quiet space with a fish tank, a few dated magazines to keep you occupied before your appointment. At Te Tiko Medical Centre, it's a different scene. First, you need to take off your shoes at the door. Then there's fresh strawberries and grapefruit for patients, a cup of tea on hand, and Anne-Marie, the friendly receptionist slash midi-midi massage therapist. You have all sorts of people coming in here. They're all locals. Um, they like to come in here for their, or to see pare, um, or just to come and ask questions. I meet Te Whaiora, a queer who seems to just be passing the time. Pare O'Brien, nurse practitioner, is making her weekly visit to the clinic. Te Whaiora says her work is highly regarded in the community. Jino. They're very good. So she actually visits homes personally? So um, what the Whaiora was saying was that sometimes Pare makes those personal visits to our Komatu and Guia who are at their homes. Is it because you fellas kāre koutou te traiwa anymore? You fellas don't drive? Oh, that's not... Oh, well, te nuingo mātou kāre traiwa ana. Kei te traiwa tonua hau. Pare runs mobile clinics in Te Teko and Matata, as well as her home visits in the area. With a population of around 627 people in Te Teko, well... Everyone knows everyone. Tonight we meet Pare, who earlier this year was a recipient of Te Runanga Waltearua New Zealand Nurses Organisations, or the NZNO's highest award, Te Akenihi Hei Tohu. She doesn't like the attention at all and was a bit overwhelmed when she received the award. On a Tuesday morning, I joined her mobile clinic at Titiko. The morning starts at Pari's workplace, Te Tohu o Te Ora o Ngāti Awa, Ngāti Awa Social and Health Services in Whakatane. Every day the workers have karakia and waiata. Heremaya Harawera explains the kaupapa of the Hauwara and what its purpose is in the community. The only Māori health service in the Eastern Bay area, and Eastern Bay covers from Kawero to Oportiki to Taniatua. Te pepeha mo tēnei tari for this whānau, um, putawaki te maunga ōrini te awa, ngāti awa te iwi, mataatua te waka, te pahitaua o irāpeke, te papawhenua, uh, te tohu o te oro o ngāti awa. Uh, that's the name of our organisation and we're here and this site is significant to Ngāti Awa. Uh, te pahitau o Irāpeke, ko Irāpeke te tipuna hononga here 
ia mātou ki tēnei wahi tapu irapiki. He wahi tapu ki Ngāti Awa, it's a, a significant area to Ngāti Awa. Irapiki is the tūpuna and it's a... Oh, there's a bit of a pau amongst the pau as, you, as you drive into our uh, office, Irapiki is there to greet you. Uh, in the old days, this was like, um, for want of a word, boot camp. So we were allies with uh, Ngāti Porau, Whānau Apunui, Whakatohia, and um, what used to happen in the we used to go over and help our whānau over in the Tainui and the land wars. And what the tipuna, or our ancestors from down the coast there, used to do is come here to this place. And Irapiki was known for his battle strategies. Yeah, he had really awesome battle strategies, and he was a great fighter. He was one of the few Ngāti Awa tipuna that could put out the call across the motu, and people would come to fight alongside him simply because, yeah, they had heard that they, were, they believed they'd be safe under his guidance. Yes. But um, what they used to do, the, our coasty whānau used to come here and Irapiki would host them. They'd come here, they'd table their strategies to go over and help the whānau and he'd look through them. They'd get him to sort of look through their strategies and he'd say, yep, that's paitera, no, that's not good, maybe you do this, maybe you try that. Mm. So um, basically what they did, and part of that was to tanga, these iwi that would come together would get to know each other. Um, they'd prepare themselves spiritually, mentally, physically, um, for battle and um, that is exactly why we built here because in this day and age that's exactly what we're doing now as practitioners, we come here, we whanaungatanga hey, we have yeah. two hoi hauora here, we have two, oh, two whare toa ki, ki kawera hauora so all these iwi are coming together so that's the same as what they used to do in the old days I mean uh, we prepare ourselves spiritually as I said through karakia uh, physically, even though it's low impact, we do waiata aringa. But um, at the end of the day, you know, yeah, we're doing the same things as our tipuna did hundreds of years ago. It's just that the goals changed. But back in the old days, it was to go to kill people. Um, but no, in this day and age, well, it's changed. The goals changed now. It's gone the total opposite. We're here to promote health and well-being for our whānau, which is the total opposite of what our tipuna. But the essence of what we're doing here is the same. Wow. So that sort of corridor sort of gets us pumped up, eh? it, gets a, it provides a platform for us spiritually to launch ourselves into the community knowing that our tipuna were here doing exactly what we do. Kia ora, kia ora here mai. Now if you're familiar with um, the Eastern Bay of Plenty Whakatane, as you come down one of the main roads, you turn off to uh, towards Whakatane Airport and you may have seen um, the Adventure Obstacle Course. Yeah, Adventure Solutions. Adventure Solutions, which yeah. is kind of obvious from the main road. So yeah. it's run by that office, but I know you had a kōtero in there that was participating in karaka. Is this all run by? Um, yeah, it, it is. Um, that, that, that is sort of like our sustainable... Um, so oh. it's two, it's its own entity, yep. but yeah, it's sort of you know was with a, a dream that one day we could break away from government funding. I guess mm. um, it's a work in progress, you know. And this is summer coming into summer, and that's when it gets really We're busy. busy yep. A lot of um, of our schools go on school camps and, and and the like. So that is yeah, that is actually Tapahitoa, that area there. So you know the fact that's where they used to prepare themselves physically our tipuna in that area. So, you know, again, what we're trying to do here is create a spiritual kōrawai over our office. So when whānau come here, I mean, the point of difference for us and mainstream organisations is that spiritual side that we take into account. So while we karakia, it's not just about learning a karakia, it's about learning, our, like we do more tea and we learn the whakapapa of our area. And I guess we're just trying to upskill ourselves and, 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 and increase our knowledge and awareness. Because when we're work, working with our whānau, a lot of the issues that I find have are spiritual ones, and one of those main ones is their disconnection 
from from who they are, their identity. So we need to, you know, put that in our arsenal. You know, we need to upskill ourselves to be able to say to them, hey, your Ngāti Awa, you know, Kutawaki is your maunga, ohine mataroa, orini, you know, those sorts of things. And that's the point of difference where the mainstream won't worry about that sort of stuff. So the fact that we're here, that's a spiritual something. It's, it's like a spiritual cue. And then our tupin is there. Um, so you drive in, and that's our first spiritual cue there, is um, Irapeke. This building here is called Mātangirea, and Mātangirea is the name of Eel's whare, his home up in the 10th heavens. So in Ngāti Awa history, in other histories, um, there are 12 heavens, yes. but in Ngāti Awa we have 10. Uppermost heaven is called Mātangirea, and that's where Eel lives, and that's Mātangirea. The guardian of Mātangirea is Rehua Ariki, so every every um, every heaven has an up upper row or, or a guardian. So that's our guardian there, Rehua Ariki, and of course this is like built like a waharoa. Yes. Um, is there. So in Matangirea, that's where the, the baskets of knowledge came from. Te tohu o te ora o Ngāti Awa is on the outskirts of Whakatane. I join Pare O'Brien 20 minutes away in Teteko, where she runs her mobile clinics. She sits down with one of her patients to go through his blood sugar levels. No, 11.6. 11.6, so that's after your, is that after your um, medication this morning? Yeah. Pare sits down with about half a dozen patients on the morning of my visit. Pare's philosophy is putting the patients the first. He makes. It's not about me. I don't dictate when he's ready. Because if I say to him, you know, you have to do this, this and this, and if he's, he's not in the right space, it's a waste of my time. Because they go and they nod and they say, yeah, 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 <laughs> but they you know that they'll do what they want to do. <laughs> and <laughs> so we'll, we walk this journey according to what he wants us to do. Yeah, not about me. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a bit, it's a bit different to how we practice. Uh, even in the doctors, the doctors are they've got the, their best interests at heart, but very medicalised. Hopefully, this is about um, how best it fits with them in their home life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, at the moment, I'm craving for potato chips. <laughs> right. <laughs> potato chips. Oh. Yeah. And see, I know for a fact that I have to stay away from potato, potato chips. Oh, potato, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, 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 well, I always say to them, if, if you've got a craving like that, even like with the uh, diabetes, with uh, they crave the sugar when we say cut it down as much as they can. If you crave, have it and get over their craving and get back on board again. This is not about making your life miserable. No, no, no. It's, it's <laughs> not that it's making my life miserable. It's just that if I do have the potato chips, it's the big bags. Oh, yeah. It's not just one yeah. thing. Yeah. So I'm just trying to get my, my head out of that space. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Find not something here. So at the moment I do one day a week, every Tuesday. Yeah. And I just stay here as long as um, there's patients to see. Some book, most of them are just walk-ins. Yeah. If they feel like coming, they come. We don't advertise. I haven't advertised. I probably should really, but it'll grow awaha. So word of, word of mouth. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Yeah. When the last patient goes, then there's usually 
And we all say, can you go and see auntie this or uncle that? And I do home visits after. That's why it's called, like, mobile. I'll just go where there's the callers. Some of them I book, and um, after this clinic, it just depends. And I've got uh, like a lot of those co-mates that are sort of housebound, they are co-mata. I'll call in and see them. Every second Wednesday, matata. I do a clinic there. And every Tuesday in Titiko. And Thursday and Friday with the, the doctors at Riversley uh, in Ichikam. I run my own clinic, but most of them are their patients. Yeah. So I started that because it was part of the requirements for my master's in nursing. I need a doctor, the doctor mentor, and those G- the GPs at Rosalie have been wonderful to me. They've mentored me and taught me and uh, allowed me to get my tohu. Mm-hmm. So in repayment, I do a clinic for them. My patients come and see me as well as theirs here. No Ngāti Awa, Ngāti Parau me Te Arawa, Pare was inspired to become a nurse by her mother, Putiputi O'Brien. She describes her as a legend. She died last year at the age of 93. Putiputi was the patron of the Kaunihira Ongangihi Māori, the National Council of Māori Nurses. In February this year, Pare received the Akinhi Hei Award in recognition of her work in the community. The award itself was established in 2001, named after one of the first registered Māori nurses, Akinhi or Agnes Hei. She was of Te Whakatohia and Te Whanua Apanui descent. The award is granted every two years to a nurse who has made a significant contribution to Māori health, measured against the concepts of rangatiratanga, whanaungatanga, kaitiakitanga and kotahitanga. The first recipient was Eddie Harpiti Ramsden. So how long was your mum a nurse for, worked in the... Oh, forever, forever. She never retired. So uh, she was a public health nurse for as long as I can remember. As we were growing up, that was her mahi, always. But she was a public health nurse, but uh, was never only about that. It was all about our community. It was about, um, you know, the health league. It was about anything and everything. She was on every single... She was on the Pākehā committees, the Māori committees, the Amarai committees. She was just um, a legend. Uh, it was never only about her mahi. So when she got to 60, I think it was in those days, she, it was a mandatory retirement. And I can remember when she retired, and I know she wasn't really ready for it. She didn't really want to. I know that, because I can remember her sitting for weeks, uh, just sort of um, reflecting, I suppose, and I thought, oh, God, Mum, now what's going to happen? Because her day was so busy with her children and her mahi. She was busy, busy, busy to, not busy, to free retirement. To, to yeah. retirement, yeah. And then after about a month, oh, my God, it was worse than ever. She was really, when she retired, she became busier because then everybody wanted her opinion and she was on ministerial... Um, you know, advisory groups, and then we had, she had the Kaunihiro Ngangihi Māori, she was the patroness, she was on the yes. patroness of the, um, so many nursing, uh, you know, groups, and she was advising everybody on anything and everything, so she was busier than when she worked. She was flying to Wellington, she was flying internationally. I know she went to Italy, she did a kōrero on Sudis then, it was, you know, the sudden infant deaths, everything Syndrome. and anything. They wanted my mother's advice, and rightly so. She knew. She knew all about our whana, and she knew how to look after them. Yeah. Wow. So watching that as I grew up, I thought, no, nah, I'm not going to be a nurse. <laughs> I thought, no, nah, I'm not going to be busy like that. <laughs> 
So that was like you saw your mum and that light and you, no, nah, that's not going to be oh, me. So not. She was so busy. We, I, we did. We used to joke, like, as I grew up and moved away from home and I'd say, what's mum up to? Well, I have gone to Karere. That's where you know where she's up to. Because <laughs> she oh, there she is. That way. Oh, my God. But she was in, even as a, as a young, you know, as we were small, mum was delivering children and our job was to stand on the road and flag down the ambulance and she must have delivered babies from every farm between here, Ratuki, Kawere. She was amazing. And we'd go to town and she knew everybody and everybody knew her. It was a challenge because we'd be stopping and starting. And yeah, stopping and starting. Stop Your mum was famous. She was famous. She was a legend. She was. She said to me that, and I'll never forget it, she said, nursing is not a vocation, it's a passion. I can see what she was saying now. So work for me is not about work. I just... I love my whanau, you know, I just love it. You get up and you think, yeah, another day to go to work. You give yourself uh, of yourself and more than that because mm. it's not about 8 to 5 or Monday to, to Friday. It's about every hui in the weekend or whatever you can do for anybody. My cell phone goes middle of the night. You, there's never a... Really, it's that... I joke with my husband because he loves fishing, and so if I want to have that time away, we have he takes me out on the boat, so yes. they can get me on the phone, but I you know, I, I can give them say, can you do this, this, and this? Otherwise, with um, I'm out at sea at Nautora or White Island, I can't I can't rush to get back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to take that time to. Yeah. You know, a little bit of separation is good from your mind. Yeah. But that's what you you expect that when you live in the community that you serve. And when I've got the students, I say that to them. Right back in the early, my early career, I knew once I moved home, it was different again. Because when you're living outside of your community that you're brought up with, you can separate yourself. You know, if I, when I was in Otteru or Tauranga, I could say, oh no, I could sort of not spend my weekend serving them because I wasn't from there. That's the excuse. <laughs> yeah. But when you come home, it's all about. You mean, so when you, when you say when you come home, you're actually physically. You've lifted up your whare and you've moved home to live. That's right. Right, yeah. yeah. So you're amongst your people. So I live here and I serve here and that's where I'm happiest. So we came home and my daughter, she's 25 now, I suppose she was five, 20 years ago. Oh, right. Yeah. I wanted my children to go to the Kuro Te Teko. I wanted them, because living away from home, you lose that. I wanted them to know who their whanaunga were, who their cousins were. My mother and father were living then, and I wanted them to have the benefits of growing up with their grandparents. Best thing we ever did. Kuia Te Whaiora was sitting in the waiting room when I arrived. She seemed like quite the character. She knew Pare and her mother well. I talked to her about the local community and the Hauora services. How many years have you been, have you stayed in Titeko and coming to this medical centre? Oh, what fit my fit to go marima. 75 years. So you've, you, you haven't stayed anywhere else? I na mahida. I. Kuna mahena kamutana te mahena kwa hoki mahena. Also. Also, um, ihiato mahi. So where did you work? Ah. Uh, so in the sharing sheds? So, okay, here, ki te tairawhiti or. Tairawhiti, te waipaunamu. 
o te wai pauna mu. Koe rea te wahi pai ki aha o te wai pauna, me pai nuna tāna tō oreira. Ko te kore hoki e mohi o ki te kore ro Māori ko pai rau atu. <laughs> I, I taua wā, i maumahara koe ia, ia tuini nga wai mā. O oh, ai, ai, tino maharau ki a rātau. Ana haerere tonu mai ai rātau ki konei. They came to te tiko? Mm. Yeah. Me, me, me tana rōpū. O, oh, te hoko whitu atu. Mm. Ai, ana e wetahi wā ana kwa tūtaki atu i a rātau e kutikutiana. So Tuini Nawai is, of course, um, people may know her as a famous composer of um, of Waiata as well, her little ditties that she composed. So um, Te Whaiora, we're here at Te Tiko Medical Centre. Pare comes here, um, I think, either once a week or on her visits. So, you know, kio, kio, kio whakaaro, pēhia tana mahi i kōra. Te mahi a te pare ake, a paike. Good, good work. A tāhua, a tāhua o nga mahi ana kua hoki hoki mai nei, nga kroua e ki rau ko nga kroua ko nga kroua kuia, ko te kāhui. Ne, kua tīmata te hoki hoki mai ana, kua noa ana te hoki ana te hariahana mai o te pareaki, ana koe nga tō rātau pirihana ki ai. He pai te, he pai te nga iramutu te pareaki. So, so the majority of the Komatua um, don't drive, but the Fayora was just saying that she still drives, Kapai. So she makes the time, despite her mahi being quite loaded at times, she still makes the effort to go and visit the um, the komat or the elderly folk here out in the eastern Bay of Plenty. Oh, ko tangi te pere. Kia ora. Kei te pere a tō lovely body. Pare also works closely with students at Te Whare Wānanga o Awanui Arangi. Oh, we are mentoring all the time. As part of your mahi as a nurse and as my nurse practitioner, you are expected to mentor. So always we've got, so this is probably my only week I haven't got nursing students, but we've got medical students, allied health students. They want to come and be with you, and we teach them how to practice in our communities, really. That's what ah, they want from me yeah. as a point of difference. But our um, nursing school, Awanui Arangi, yes. second year this year, oh yeah, we're so, it is such an awesome program. I wish I had learnt through that. The Māori framework that embeds, and yet they have to meet all the competencies that any other learning institute and university um, yeah. has to meet, yeah. but they've got the added advantage of te reo tikanga and a Māori framework to base their practice on. Beautiful. So as our kone here, our Māori nurses, we're, we're carefully um, trying to look after them as best we can, yeah, mm. supporting them and mentoring them, yeah. And I sit on the advisory committee for the nursing school there. Uh, we get Waiariki students, but uh, we've got a rural immersion uh, programme that runs uh, medical students, allied health students out of Auckland University. Uh, we have the paediatric medical students that come out of Otago University. We have uh, lots of students here. Part of my mahi, I don't mind. Do they shadow you? Yes, they do. So they come here and meet yes, the yes, yes. cool characters <laughs> here in Tetekko? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the nursing students, we do placements. So the last one we did was a five-week placements for year twos. 
just depends. Yeah. 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 So, Paddy, what's the toughest part of your job? What's there isn't a tough part. There isn't. I. If I didn't love it, uh, you shouldn't be in it really. If there's a tough part for you, if you can't work it out, you probably need to get out of it. There's no tough part. Uh, I, when I was in the working in the hospital, probably after 25 years of shift working, uh, 10 of which I did night shifts exclusively when we had, when I had my children, because it suited me then. The shift working probably in the end was what I started to resent because I was working in the weekends and I couldn't go to the marae things in the weekend and I'd be missing out on the birthdays and the marinas and the hura kohati because I had to go to work in the weekends. And uh, that's when I started to resent. Probably I knew then that I needed to find another something yeah. else that's... And you're talking about a public hospital yes, kind of it's regime. because you work shift works. Yeah, that's been contentious lately with the junior doctors' strike. The junior strike. doctors, mm. yep, absolutely. And I support the junior doctors. They work really hard. They work horrendous shifts, long, long days, long hours. And when you've got people's lives in your hand, you can't afford not to be on your on your game. Yeah, mm. and it's easy to when you're tired to to miss it. That's right. Yes. And Marisa, you've got Silas here. She wants to ask you a question. Okay. Right. So Putty's going to get on with her work. Yep. Putty O'Brien, thank you very much. Kia ora. Kia ora. Kia ora, Justine. It's been a pleasure. Mm.